Well, hello there, wonderful teachers. I want to invite you to an event we're doing this summer. It's in Cincinnati, Ohio, so you have to be able to make it there, but it might be worth traveling for if you're able to. It's happening on July 20th and 21st, so that's over a weekend, and it's going to be the best two days for teachers. We're going to have a ton of fun. We're going to learn a lot about pedagogy and creative teaching and business. We have two fabulous guest speakers and we're even going to finish with an optional Kaylee. That's an Irish dancing party. So I hope you'll be able to join me. Just go to vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo that's dot com slash t-u-r-b-o 24 the numbers two four. I hope you'll check it out view all the details there and I hope to see you in Cincinnati in July. On with the episode. Vibrant, vibrant, vibrant music teaching. Proven and practical tips, strategies, and ideas for music teachers. You're listening to episode 25 of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I'm Nicola Canton, and in this episode, we're talking about burnout and how to avoid it by recharging your teacher batteries. Well, hello there, beautiful teachers. Welcome back to another episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. If it's your first time joining me, you're extremely welcome. Today, I want to talk to you about something very important, giving yourself time to recharge your batteries. Being a teacher is one of those things where you tend to be always on. I don't know many nurses, but I'd imagine it's similar for them. It's basically professions where we deal with people and we often end up worrying all day about how we can help this person or that person which is in a way admirable right it's because we care so much about the things we're teaching and how we're teaching it and the people that we're teaching i do this too for sure but we need to take some time off the thing about problems if you are having a problem with a student right now this might be happening to you something's worrying around and around in your head And the thing about this is actually, in a lot of cases, the best place for solving problems is the back of your head. As in, if you get distracted by something, you're actually more likely to solve many problems. If you've already thought and thought about it, it could probably be solved better by not thinking about it anymore. Sometimes we just need to stick with things and figure them out. But that's more the case when it comes to things that are mathematical or scientific and less the case with something like problem-solving or creative thinking or people. Generally, we need to put it out of our mind a little bit in order to come up with a solution later. Have you ever had that feeling when you're doing something completely different and something just pops into your head like, oh, that's it. That's what I should do. This often happens when exercising or that kind of thing. It can be any time, though. And it just suddenly becomes clear to you what you should do about that situation. So if you're feeling guilty about taking time off or you find it hard to switch off those thoughts, keep that in mind. You're actually going to be doing more good for those things if you take the time off. But how do you do it? How can you take genuine time off when your brain is stuck whirring around and around? Well, the first step, I believe, is to do some kind of a brain dump. And this is where basically you get everything on paper that is stuck going around and around in your brain. 
So if you have goals for your studio and you're just thinking and thinking about, oh, I want to do this and I want to do that and then we want to hire this teacher or expand to this number of students or get my own commercial space or something, write them down. Put them in a notebook so that you can set them aside. This is all especially relevant if you have a break coming up, which in most parts of the world we do. If you're down in Australia and New Zealand, you probably have a longer break. Up here, we get two weeks off at Christmas. Generally, schools take two weeks off and so do a lot of businesses. And obviously, I do too in my studio. So I have two weeks off coming up. Many of you will as well have at least that. So you need to figure out a way to get this stuff out on paper so that you can focus on the nice stuff you want to do over your break that is not studio related. Shocking as that might sound, there are actually other things outside of teaching. Did you know that? Anyway, so get these things on paper. Get out the goals or projects you want to work on, big ideas you have for your studio or small ideas, composition projects, anything else that you've been thinking about doing. Just get it all down. Don't think about how to implement it or how to get there or steps along the way. Just get it all down. These are the things I want to do. I'll come back to them. They're on pause now. That's my pause list. I'll come back to it later. You also want to write down the concrete to-dos, okay? So if there's stuff you're just not going to be able to clear off your plate, I would suggest that if there's small tasks, you should just get them checked off. But if there's stuff that is just not going to happen, like updating your studio website or something like that, that is a bigger task, you're not going to have time to do it before your break happens, then you need to get it onto a list, a to-do list. You're not going to actually treat it as a to-do list because you're basically just saying this is my to-put-off list, right? I'm not dealing with this until this date, officially. You also might like to make a to-research list. If there's something you've wanted to look up for a particular student, say a student just received a particular diagnosis of a learning difficulty, or you wanted to research some new pieces for a student who suddenly is really into squirrels and you want a squirrel-themed piece, whatever it is, right? We often have things worrying around that are just, I need to look up a solution to this. And I know it's out there, but you need to spend some time Googling or Pinteresting. Put those things down as well. You're not going to research those now. They're on your pause list. They're going away for a moment. So once you've done your brain dump and add any more lists to that that you need to, to get everything out of your brain and onto paper, the next step, I think, is to organize and tidy away everything in your studio or your office. Tidy everything away, literally put it away. When you teach your last lessons before your break, put it all aside, put it all where it's supposed to be without coming up with a new organization system. That is totally not what I'm talking about here. Don't recategorize all your music. Just put it where it goes for the moment. Even if you don't like your system, just put it away. Put everything away so that it's out of your face. Even if you're not going to go into that room, it helps to know that it's all tidied onto shelves. Another thing I want you to bear in mind is to try and take screens out of the equation. So if you've got everything out into your notebook, onto your list, you've tidied away your studio, the next thing that's going to stop you from relaxing and recharging and genuinely disconnecting is your screen. And if you hang out on Facebook, I'm sure you see me there a lot, right? So you know that I certainly can spend a lot of time online. But I do make time to literally not touch my phone. 
I leave it on flight mode for long periods of time. I put it in a drawer. I leave it behind me when I go walking. I don't want to be constantly connected to it because I know, even though it doesn't feel like it at the time, it feels fine to me at the time. It feels like I'm just doing something nice or just enjoying talking to people. And I am enjoying talking to people, but it does have an effect on you. You are a human and scientists have shown that this has an effect on you, even if you don't think it does. And it doesn't feel like it does at the time sometimes, but it is. It is this bright white light that is in your face and all these apps that are designed to keep you on them. Guess what? Facebook is pumping money into making sure you do not leave Facebook. I promise you that is what they spend their money on and their attention on, okay? Their whole thing is trying not to let you leave Facebook so that you see more ads so that they get more ad revenue. And that's true of many, many websites and apps and lots of other things. So you need to find some time to literally put away the tech. Now, if you have to have your phone on for some reason, like if you might get an emergency call from someone, set a special ringtone for them or have everything else on silent or come up with some kind of a system where you don't have to look at your phone. And you can put it aside and don't keep checking it. I'm sure there are apps out there that can literally control this for you these days. For me, I'm not going to get an emergency call. And if it was a real emergency, people could find me. But on my phone, no. So I can literally put my phone on flight mode and put it in the drawer if I need to or in a completely different room or leave it at home when I'm going out, that kind of thing. And I really think that is so important. Okay, now that we've cleared all of this brain space, and eye space from taking away the screens and our studio is tidy and we've nothing left to worry about that isn't on a list somewhere, it's time to do things you love. So what do you love doing? For many people this time of year, it, and many, any time of year, it will be spending time with friends and family. For me, Christmas is the time when most of my friends who live abroad, who I grew up with, went to school with, most of them are not living in Dublin anymore. Dublin has outpriced a large portion of people or they couldn't find work here from my generation. We're sometimes called the emigration generation. That's our nickname. So most of them live abroad and they come back for Christmas with their family. And it's one of my favorite things is catching up with all these people who have been in Scotland and the US and Canada and France and all over the place. So that's fantastic. And also family who's more free this time of year, not working, that kind of thing. So take the time for your family. You've made the time, you've made the space in your brain, and you can take the time for family and friends. You can also catch up with your hobbies. Do you like knitting? Do you like crochet? Those are almost the same thing. (laughs) More diverse hobbies. Do you like playing Pac-Man on an old 80s console? Whatever it is, take some time for your hobbies. Or for playing music just for fun. Maybe you're actually a piano teacher, but you play a bit of flute when you have the time for it. Do that. Take up the ukulele. It's super easy, really fun, great for sing-alongs. Or play with other musicians that are in town as well. Take some long walks. Walks are incredibly good for you. And I know it's cold, but bundle up. And get outside in the fresh air because it really makes such a difference to how recharged you feel later on. Do some dancing, go to some parties or do some dancing in your own house. Dance around while you make the Christmas dinner and maybe sleep. 
if you don't get much sleep the rest of the year, now might be the time to catch up. I certainly get plenty of sleep, so this isn't one for me. But if you're someone who doesn't make the time for sleep, it really is so vital. It's so important. So get yourself into a good bedtime routine that you can continue into the next year. I hope these tips have been useful for you and that you will take them on board and recharge if you have a teaching break coming up because you are worth it. You actually deserve to take a break. I know so many extremely hardworking teachers and they give so much to their students and just generally to people around them. They're generally very giving people. So you need to take some time for you for your family, for your friends, for the things that you love doing. And you need to take some time away from screens too. For those of you who are celebrating, I hope you have an awesome Christmas. And if you're celebrating other holidays, I hope you enjoy those too, of course. And the podcast will be on a break for just a couple of weeks now. Same as my teaching break, so that I can recharge myself. So as you have some time over the break, I hope you'll take that time to recharge. And also if you're a Vibrant Music teaching member, maybe you've got some extra time to spend on professional development. So that stuff is all still there. There's no shutting down the site. You can jump in and explore any of the courses, have a games printing frenzy or whatever you want to do. And I will see you all in 2019. Can you believe it? Chat to you then. If you do have some extra time to spare over your teaching break and you want to invest it in professional development, then you should definitely become a Vibrant Music Teaching member. Go to vmt.ninja to sign up today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Vibrant Music Teaching Podcast. I hope you loved it and I wanted to pop on here one more time to remind you about our event. It's happening in Cincinnati this July and you can get all the details at vibrantmusicteaching.com slash turbo. See you there.